Mr. Benfica is a production of the PTB Media Network. All rights reserved. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, CastBox, Overcast, Himalaya, Pod Paradise, TuneIn, Breaker, and now available on iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and also on Audible for Amazon Prime subscribers. As always, select episodes available on YouTube and, of course, at www.mrbenfica.com. Please like, share, and rate the show on your preferred platform. Enjoy the show. What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to episode 150. That's right, 150 of Mr. Benfica. I'm your host, the Mr. Mike Agustinho, here with you again. It's been about 24 hours now, and I am still on cloud nine after yesterday's emphatic, exciting conclusion to the UEFA Champions League group stage match day six in Haifa, Israel. Benfica has a mythical, historical night. And dare I say, these yellow and black kits will be remembered for a long, long time after this one. Befica win 6-1 in Israel. And as a result, top the group at the end of the day. Befica, winners of the group over PSG, over Juventus. That's right. Who would have thought it when the draw came out we sat here i know i said it on this show it was between us and juventus for that second spot uh nobody really <laughs> entertained the thought of winning the group and then and then benfica said just a minute roger schmidt said hold on here let me do a little bit of homework roger schmidt said actually if we pull level with bsg 
on goal difference, we will win because we'll have had more away goals. Raise your hand if you knew that. I know my hand is not raised because I didn't. I thought we were headed for a coin flip. To be honest, on all accounts, I had I, we were level on everything. Um, I know that there's other there's other metrics they use to break the tie, but I really thought we were tied on everything. I didn't understand. Uh, I'd never heard of it going down to away goals in goal difference, but it's the seventh tiebreaker, from what I understand, the seventh layer of tiebreakers we finally broke the tie and Benfica come out on top uh glad it's not a drawing of lots or a a coin flip um and in and in the end I've come to learn that's not even how it's done the very last tiebreaker when all else fails in UEFA club competition at least is the UEFA ranking so we would have lost that tiebreaker so thank goodness that it came down to away goals scored since we were level on everything else. Fantastic, fantastic, memorable, historical group stage for Benfica in this 2022-2023 UEFA Champions League. Personally, I don't think it's going to get any easier from here. Uh, the draw is on Monday, and I get this feeling we're going to see Liverpool again. That's just my my hunch. That's uh, what's in my gut. I hope I'm wrong. I'll be happy to be wrong. But I think that's... that's uh, I think... That's where the stars are going to line, to be honest. Um, it, nothing about this has been easy. None, nothing along this journey has been easy. We have drawn, you know, the, the theoretically toughest match each way, all through the prelims, and now here we are on our way to the round of 16 for the second year in a row, for the second season in a row, and this time as group winners. Undefeated still, 22 matches 18 victories, four draws. Nobody, and I mean nobody, in their wildest imagination envisioned this kind of a start for Roger Schmidt at Sport Lisboa Benfica. What a manager we have. Please, people, do not question this man anymore. When something happens in a match and he does something you haven't seen before or something you're not used to, trust this man. His body of work is proof all of its own. When he made a double substitution in the 30th minute, he knew exactly what he was doing. I, I felt the need to go on Twitter and stick up for Shikinu too. Um, some of you might realize that. Some of my good friends out there, I had to I had to stick up for him a little bit. Um, I know he often gets the the Ross the raw treatment from Benfica Nation. But I thought this match was just fine for him, uh, the way the match was going. If you really watch it, if you go back, watch it again, you will see there was no way Benfica were, were not going to win this match. I mean, 6-1 is, is not what I was expecting, but I thought a victory was was definitely going to be had. Just going with the way that this team has played all season, they've fallen behind, uh, they've been ahead, they've they just get it done. It doesn't matter. Whatever happens, this team does not crumble. I'm saying this week after week, episode after episode, this team does not crumble. Somehow, this German manager has gone come into this poisonous locker room, cleaned it out. He has sanitized it. It's no longer toxic. It is, it is the most united Benfica team I have maybe ever seen, at least in my adult life, watching the team this closely. They're just so together right now. It doesn't matter who plays. It doesn't matter who doesn't. Okay, you got Lucas Verissimo getting on the pitch in this one. Well, you, amazing. After a year away and you didn't even notice it. You got Chiquinho and Diogo Salves 
producing. They're, co they're contributing to goals in this match that in the end contribute to Benfica winning the group in the UEFA Champions League. And this was no group of, you know, nobodies. This was a group with the richest team in the world and with an Italian giant, La Vecchia Signora. Okay, this was no small task. Congratulations to Roger Schmidt. Congratulations to all of the players. This was fantastic. Congratulations also and shout out to all of the Benfica fans that made that very, very long trip to Haifa for this match. Uh, those of you that follow Benfica closely in the social media or follow fan accounts and follow a number of the podcasts, you may have heard of the name Paulo Pereira. Uh, Paulo Pereira. He uh, is maybe the most insane in a good way. I mean that in a good way, in an endearing way. The most insane Benfica fan in the world. Um, this man this man goes on television, interrupts interviews. He's been interviewed outside the stadium so many times. And he has he said on the Vizon on the Coluna no Vizon Vermelha, sorry, on the Vizon Vermelha uh podcast, he he has said that he told the other three guys on the show to look into his eyes and he said Benfica would win the Champions League this year and he was dead serious. The man is loco na cabeza in the best way. Well, he was on his way to Israel. Got stopped in Bucharest. Uh, turns out he forgot his passport in Portugal and was not able to leave the EU. So, Paulo Pereira did not make it to Israel. Uh, I'm sure he is crushed. And I know he believed that he was the, go the good luck charm for the team in, in, in this season. And I think he believed that without him himself there, that something was going to go terribly wrong in this one. But in the end, there's no superstition in this team. There is no off-the-ball nonsense, off-the-pitch nonsense. There's nothing. There's no mind games. This is a team that just shows up, plays football. They are professionals. They do their job professionally. They play from the beginning to the end. And... I dare I say, playing in the image of the manager, looking so German, so quintessentially German yesterday in playing to the final whistle, literally picking up the sixth goal at the final whistle. João Mario with a banger. Put your hand up if you said he can't play on this team. Put your hand up if you said this team can't win with João Mario. I know you said it. There's a lot of people who said it. Put your hand up. If you said that Florentino Luiz can't be the number six on this team. And then maybe you said that, well, it's because Enzo is so good that he's carrying him. Florentino Luiz finished that match, played an hour without, he played without Enzo for 90, and he played an hour without Auschwitz next to him. He played with Chiquinho and Dromadio in the midfield. Let's remove the doubt once and for all about these guys. These guys are legit. These guys are playing football. They fit this game. That's what, at the end of the day, they fit this style of play. They fit this system of play. They fit what Roger Schmidt wants to do. They do the things that he envisions that he wants this team to do. What a team we've got. What an absolute team. I don't care if we're not the most talented from 1 to 11. Yeah, the bench is a little short, but you know what? These guys said, hey, I want my, I want my piece too. They went out there and they did fine. There's so much upward trajectory coming for these players. 
Alexander Ba is going to be a stud. Instead of pointing out his shortcomings, realize that he's going to overcome those, that he's going to develop those and continue to ascend into the stratosphere, into a very elite top right wing back. Alejandro Grimaldo is playing. Some say he's playing for a contract. That's an attempt from the outside to destabilize this strong locker room right now. Maybe he's playing for a contract, but he's playing the football of his career right now. Rafa Silva is playing the football of his career right now. I have not seen him this happy ever. The man is playing with a smile. This is a guy who was down, who was who was in a dark place. And now a lot of things are making sense. He was he didn't feel appreciated. He was not appreciated by the former manager. Now he's he's paired up with the right manager. Big smile on his face. He's scoring goals. He's loving his football. And he's carrying this team when necessary. Gonzalo Ramos, you guys talk about him all the time. He gets on the score sheet again. He gets on the score sheet again. He leads the press. He is he, he's doing so many of the intangibles. This team is a machine right now, and all of its pieces are moving coordinately. Coord Let me say that again. These pieces are moving very coordinatedly. Okay? Everything is synchronized. Everything is doing it. Everyone is doing its job. Let's I mean Unless you're going to go get a 30-goal scorer, I don't mess with this right now, okay? I don't mess with this right now. I don't mess with the upward trajectory, introducing new people at the wrong time or giving too much playing time to new people, putting them in the 11 can completely destabilize that that motion. This is a progression. You know, you learn about the progression when you take the coaching courses, okay? When, you, when you're taking your coaching courses, you learn to instruct on a progression you get from point a to point b over the course of the season and you do this 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 and this to get there it's like a ladder you know a stairway you don't skip you you keep building 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 to peak at the right point of the season and this team is doing exactly that and the last thing you need is to destabilize and to bring in something that's gonna knock these guys off the stairway Okay, and knock them down a few pegs. You want to continue to build, 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 build. Roger Schmidt is a coach who understands what a project is, which I'm sorry, 75% of the Portuguese football watching, viewing public does not understand. All due respect, it, it just doesn't seem to comprehend. It doesn't seem to set in for anybody. It's not about being happy or not being happy with what the team is doing. It's about comprehension it's about understanding where we started where where we are and where we are going this team is is this team can do something very very special this season and when we come back we're going to break down this match all right i'm the mr mike agustin you follow me on twitter happy if you can mr or follow the show on twitter rather happy if you can mr follow me on twitter at mike agustin that's at m-i-k-e-a-g-o-s-t-i-n-h-o and on Instagram, the show is at Mr. Benfica, of course. Uh, check out the homepage, www.mrbenfica.com. And if you haven't heard the episode on the women's team, go back. Go listen to it, okay? Go back. Give the ladies the love they deserve, okay? Go back and listen to episode 149 if you haven't heard it yet. It is in, it is in the feed, so uh, make sure 
you give that a listen. And now, without further ado, the 150th episode of Mr. Benfica on a historic night right after Reconquista. Sofrida a glória da vitória tem que ser bem nutrida Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Que não fico por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós Até que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós Carrega sozinho em cada esquina um vizinho Sente o carinho do Algarve até ao Minho Vermelho pinta a Tuga e é isso o teu colinho Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Que não fico por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo to be honest, uh, no, I was not thinking about that. I think, uh, of course, we believed in our chance to, to become first in our group. Um, but actually, we thought we have to get more points today as uh, Paris. So we hoped a little bit that you maybe can beat them or can play a draw. Um, but I think I think the, the players um, they knew also about the situation, and I think during the second half when we scored the third goal and the, the fourth goal, I think um, it was clear that uh, maybe the, the match is decided, so the win was ours. And then um, of course it was also clear that we have the chance maybe with two more goals or to to um, do it also with the goal difference. So I think the players they showed a great great uh, mentality and great spirit. Uh, they were very efficient then, and um, yeah, they did it. And I think uh, when you are able to do it in this um, sixth match of the group stage, then at the end you also deserve to be first. And there's the manager, Roger Schmidt, talking to the press after the match yesterday, saying that, well, yeah, they knew that there was always a possibility, but he did not think that, that Benfica... We're going to pass PSG on goal difference, or catch them on goal difference, rather. Uh, he thought that they were going to need a better result than PSG, meaning he believed that we were going to need some help from Juve yesterday. And uh, obviously that helped. I guess it came indirectly in that they held uh, PSG to just two goals, but PSG also helped themselves to, held themselves to two goals. If you saw that, uh, Befica had gone level with them and obviously going ahead 
on the tiebreaker and PSG were, could not be bothered. They were they were sitting around wasting time, smiling, laughing. I uh, They had no idea that they were in second place at the end of the match. And uh, I, think, um, I think their players have said as much since that has happened. But there's the word there, right there from Roger Schmidt. And uh, as it went along, obviously, they started to really believe. And when they were two goals away, I really was starting to believe it as well. I could see it if they could just get the next one. And then uh, Enrique Arujo gets the fifth one. And then Dromari again. What, what a strike. He's just like, fine, I got this. Dromari just turns, looks, and, and calmly puts the ball past Josh Cohen for the sixth goal. All right, so we are traveling in this one. We are going to Israel, going to this, the multicultural city of Haifa on the north on the north shore of Israel. The Sami offers stadium to be exact, a full packed house of 30,464 fantastic fans, first of all. Uh, shout out and, and a salute to the Maccabi Haifa fans. That was a fantastic crowd. I was well, I was working while the match was being played, so I had it up on my on my tablet and I was listening in my earbuds. So this was like the best soundtrack of a football match I've had in a long time. Uh, in my earbuds, all I could hear was the was the the supporters. You don't get that experience without headphones or earbuds or surround sound because you could just hear the supporters all match long. It was fantastic. Uh, Maccabi Haifa supporters are are out of this world. They were top, and I want to give them uh, give them their due here on this platform. The referee was the was from England. It was Anthony Taylor. Let's take a look. So coming into the match, of course, both teams on good form. Benfica uh, had won their last three, going back to the Porto win, um, while Maccabi Haifa won four of their last five. The only blemish is that 7-2 to two, uh, thumping from PSG. So the lineups now. We'll start with the Israeli champions, their American goalkeeper, Josh Cohen. Uh, they're playing a 4-3-3 for their manager, Barak Bakhtar. And across the back, the right back is Yosef Mir. The center back pairing, you have the Senegalese Abdullah Sek. And the Israeli Sean Goldberg partnering up while the left back is a Frenchman. It's Pierre Cornud uh, in midfield three in midfield. The center midfielder and captain is the Israeli uh, Neta Lavi. He's 26 years old, anchoring the midfield to his left. He's got Ali Mohammed of Niger, uh, the African nation. He's 27-year-old midfielder. And to the right is... Another Israeli, it's Mohamed, Mohamed Abdu Fani, a 24-year-old midfielder. The three in attack, led by the striker, is a Haitian international. It's Franci Perot. He's 27 years old, and he's got to his right, Din David, an Israeli winger of 26 years old. And to his left, the Dutch-born Suriname international, 34-year-old left winger. To Jaron Cherry, he uh, was the one, of course, who converts the penalty kick for Maccabi. For Benfica and for Roger Schmidt, not too much of a change. We knew that Enzo was out of this one. He was suspended on yellow card accumulation. Uh, no problem. You've got a utility man in Frederick Auschwitz that can play anywhere in the midfield and they can just slot in in any of the positions. 
And he does that. The goalkeeper, obviously, is Odi Vlakodimo. Uh, Alexander Ba on the right. Tony Silva. Uh, Nicolas Otamendi and Grimaldo across the back. Double pivot of Florentino and Auschnitz behind the three attacking midfielders. Uh, you got Rafa in the number 10 position where he's just absolutely shined lately. Uh, David Nersh to the right and João Mario in the left. Uh, all behind the striker. Gonzalo Ramos would leave this one injured in the 32nd minute, of course. And just the first, again, this, this was a lot like the... The Porto match in the first quarter of an hour or so. Maybe not a lot like it, but it, w- it was similar. There was similarities here. Um, Maccabi had made two changes to the team that had won at the weekend in the Israeli Premier League. Um, so they had some fresh legs out there. Obviously rested some people. Um, Maccabi early on had the first chance in the fifth minute. They had a shot that went wide. A big chance. The ball went wide to David, and he gets inside the box, and the winger directs his effort wide of the post. Perot is frustrated. He feels the ball should have been, he had felt the ball should have been passed across. He was open. Could have had a tap-in goal for the Israeli side. Could have been a completely different match. Um, but if he got a little bit loose in possession early in this match, as uh, some, again, some unforced errors, a little bit of early game jitters again, I guess. Uh, something like we saw at Go. But you knew if you've seen this team that the match is going to settle into a pace. And at that point, Benfica will take over. And they started uh, they started taking over here in the 13th minute. It was Nerj looking to drive the ball forward. But then he would be dispossessed by Cornu. And, and Nerj early on, especially in the first half, was not at his best. This was not a, one of the performances you're going to remember of him um, early on, especially he was not getting by guys and, and he is he really does seem to be a different player at home than he is away i'm not sure what what's really with that he seems to struggle a little more on the road but he um you know he would settle in as the game would go on and realize things weren't going quite his way and he would simplify his game a little bit and get more quality touches get the ball moving and maybe open up uh the israeli side a little bit more and if he could start to take control here in the 15th, Grimaldo drills a pass towards Romari, who's positioned on the edge of the box, but a defender bursts in towards the ball to just intercept it at the final moment. Uh, in the 18th, uh, Rafa has the opportunity to score, receiving the ball from Grimaldo, and his curling effort from outside the box is flicked over the bar by Josh Cohen. This was a fantastic strike, by the way. He, uh, he just coming in left center channel, drives in towards the center, and on his preferred right foot, goes for the upper top corner, the upper, uh, the upper right hand corner. You know, in the direction he's facing, the goalie's left hand corner. And he would he would draw a he would uh, sorry force a corner kick. And in the twentieth minute, two minutes later, there it was on a brilliant ball. The ball gets it's it's off the corner originally. Everybody's in the area. The Ball gets cleared, not far enough though. It comes to Ba. Ba gets it on the edge of the of the attacking third and and drills a f- absolutely pinpoint perfect diagonal ball in the air, right to the head of Nicolas Otamendi. And the captain, the, rather than trying to head it from the top of the area, essentially maybe a few steps into the area on goal from that far away, which would have been an easy save for Cohen. He decides to head it back across 
goal. Headed towards the center where he knew Gonzalo Ramos was. And Gonzalo gets up and he heads it into the into the corner from there. It's a beautiful assist from Otamendi. A great finish from Gonzalo Ramos. And Benfica take the lead in the 20th minute. The lead would be short-lived, however. Um, as Maccabi have shouts for a penalty. In the 22nd minute, the ball appearing to hit Ba in the hand. The referee at first let it go. He said no. Even He had a good look at it, Anthony Taylor, that is. But two minutes later, he's called to the monitor, and the stadium starts to erupt because as the English-language commentator on the World Feed said that the crowd, we all now know that when the referee goes to check the monitor, more times than not, and a lot more times than not, the referee is going to give He's going to reverse the original decision. And surely a few two minutes later, Anthony Taylor comes back. Does the VAR sign with his fingers? Does the box and points to the penalty spot? It does, in fact, hit Ba's arm. And harsh, perhaps, but I have no problem with this being called a penalty. Uh, this is the consistency I'm looking for. Even when it's against us, I want to see consistency in what is a handball, what isn't a handball. So... The arm is outstretched. It's a, uh, it's minimal, but it's away from the body. It deflects the ball away from the oncoming attacker. It's a penalty. Um, Cherry steps up, and it was a, it was a perfect as perfect a penalty as as you could really really expect. I mean, uh, Cherry takes a very short approach, couple of steps. He's at a very tight angle uh, to the right of the ball almost to the point where he's facing the sideline and he comes in and just with his left foot absolutely powers it emphatically into the bottom, into into uh, Odie's bottom left corner with some mean power. I mean, the, this was a perfect penalty. Odie would have saved it otherwise if it, if it wasn't perfectly in the corner like that. 1-1 after 26 minutes. And then in the 32nd minute, Roger Schmidt forced to go to the bench. And he would say in the postgame presser, this was completely due to injury. He said that he said that uh, Gonzalo's ankle was, was hurt. And we had seen him limp earlier. And he kind of played through it for about 10 minutes or so. Managed to score a goal on that bad ankle. Um, but then it had been enough at that point. And, and I was concerned about that. Petar Musa, the Croatian, will replace Gonzalo. And at the same time, we see Auschwitz come off, and this is not something any of us, I think, were aware of. Any type of of knock for for Frederick Auschwitz, and Roger Schmidt would say it was a tight hamstring, and he didn't want to risk it. On comes Chiquinho, and at that moment, the online abuse just begins. Benfica Nation cannibalizing itself in a way, just going after its own player. But you know what? Chiquinho came into this match, and he played a very good match. He passes the eye test. The 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 analytics say he played a good match. He ends up with a good rating. He ended up having, I think, only one missed pass the entire match. He was fantastic in this one, especially for, for him. Uh, this was a very good, good performance, especially with, I know the bar for him is so low, but people literally acted like we were down to 10 men when he came on, as if we were playing for a tie. And... You could see the match was going in Befica's way. You could see Befica had taken control, and you could see that the adrenaline that had that had pushed Maccabi through the early stages was wearing out. 
and the match was settling into its base. I mean, uh, the way Befica's midfield was playing, it, it wasn't gonna, it was never gonna be a big issue to go with Chiquinho in this one. And he comes in and does just fine. As Befica um, continue to to have control of the match in the 38th, Grimaldo goes close. He has space just outside the box. Drill, drills a low effort, and it goes just wide of the post. And we move to the 40th, and now it's it's Nevj uh, down the Nedish. That's a typo. Nedish is is going down the right, and he slides it to Musa, who's running free from a tight angle. He ignores his options in the middle, curling his shot over. Yeah, this one had everybody kind of scratching their head as Musa had options in front of goal. He could have slid it across. He had midfielders arriving. This could have been two to one before halftime, um, but in but it it, it would uh. It would stay 1-1. Uh, however, Rafa would have an opportunity here in the 42nd. He'd receive the ball on the left of the box and curl it towards Nedish. And his cross would be deflected towards goal. And then and then Cohen would have to stick an arm out to block it nearly an own goal there. 45th plus one. And Cornu is brought down by David Nedish. And Nedish goes in the referee's book into Anthony Taylor's book for a yellow card there. And we're still not done because in the 45th plus four, it's Rafa winning the ball on the left, searching for Nets just inside the box. The Brazilian leaves the ball with the crosser confused. And the, <laughs> I, I remember this play now. So he he uh, he's looking to play Nedish in, and Nedish goes left. I don't remember the exact directions, but they essentially... Nedge goes one way, the ball goes the other, and then they look at each other and stick their arms out as if, you know, what was that? What did, what did you do that for? So that was how the half ended, 1-1. And I was telling, I think I was telling Mario from Benfica after 90 at this point on Twitter. I said, we're good. We're going into the start of the second half. I said, this quarter of an hour is is typically our best portion of the match. This is where we always, you know, kind of take the matches. We've won a lot of matches in the beginning of the second half. We we tend to score early in the second half. Uh, whatever it is, this is this is a lot like the Bruno Lage season, the good, the really good one, uh, where we go into halftime. The manager says whatever he says, and the guys come out at halftime. The adjustments have been made, and we find an early one. And this it took a little longer than I had expected here. But right off the bat, you see Benfica in, in control. You see Benfica getting the opportunities. They go close in the 52nd. Uh, ba cuts the ball back from the right, finds Chiquinho, who's unmarked, striking it first time. His attempt goes just wide. Uh, it looked like the goalkeeper would have had it covered, but still, you can see the opportunities continuing to accumulate, continuing to accumulate. And when you accumulate opportunities, the way Benfica do, the way we have this season, you know it's only a matter of time before it goes in. Um, in the 54th, the Fought Mob does note that Benfica had, had the last five shots of the match as Maccabi's last attempt had been 30 minutes before in the 25th minute. Uh, 58th minute, and Benfica keeping the ball well again. And Ba whips it into the into the area, but it's blocked by Cornu. But one minute later, it is the substitute, the Croatian, Peter Musa. Rafa sliding the ball down the right to Ba. Ba having a, a fantastic match in this one. And he puts a first-time cross into the box uh, and 
bursting towards it. Musa gets his head there before Sek, and he and with a crashing header, he puts it past Josh Cohen, who had no chance at the near post. And it is two to one. Befica retake the lead on the road in this one, with about a half hour to play, and a little bit of relief here. Uh, you get a nice shot on the television of the Befica fans in the crowd celebrating. Ba gets a nice assist here, and it'll make it makes him feel better after giving away a penalty. Plays a vital role in the goal here that leads to Benfica retaking the lead. And the cross was perfect right onto Musa's head. Um, substitutions here in the 63rd for Maccabi Haifa. Mavis Chibata will come in for Din David. And Omer Azili will replace Yosef Mir. Befica continuing to push. It's Narj and Rafa again in the 66th on the right before the ball is fed back to Ba. He looks to find Musa, but uh, Sek gets in just in time to clear it. Dromadiu finds Rafa, who flicks it towards Chiquinho. And I did say on Twitter, watch Chiquinho get a goal today with all you guys hating on him. Well, he doesn't get a goal, but he does draw a foul right here in the 68th minute. And the commentator was... Clearly not seen Benfica all season because he said that this was going to be definitely João Mario's free kick um, when the ball was in a perfect location for a left-footed um, shot from Grimaldo. And he, he's saying Grimaldo there is a decoy. No, Grimaldo's there to take it. And for the second game in a row, Grimaldo steps up. He's, he's another one loving his football right now. And he is he is playing the best that I can remember seeing him play right now and maybe it's to win a contract maybe it's to get a last big payday but you know what we will take these performances we will take these victories and Grimaldo steps up with the left foot curls it over the wall and into the net beating Josh Cohen at the far post 3-1 Befica at this point um this was right around the time that PSG went ahead 2-1 against Juve I had both games on um I was growing very frustrated with Juve as it, they just when after pulling up Pulling ahead, or I should say pulling level 1-1, Bonucci scoring for them. I thought that they were going to go go for it and at least hold that. didn't take long before Nuno Mensch came on in the second half. And shortly after entering the match, Nuno Mensch, the former sporting player, scored. And that pissed me off that it had to be him. Uh, it was 2-1 to one to PSG. And both teams kind of not looking very interested after that at trying to... Uh, not looking very interested at trying to pick up a goal. I'm guessing Juve had learned that Benfica were ahead 3-1. to one. In the 73rd, it's Rafa this time. More brilliant move, ball movement by Benfica as they move it around. Um, Maccabi showing clear signs of fatigue. Uh, Rafa chips the ball over Josh Cohen from close range after Nedish poked it into his path after about six different Benfica players touched the ball in this sequence. And Nedish picks up an assist here, to, and Rafa gets back on the score sheet. And like I said, this kid, or this guy, Rafa, is loving playing football for Benfica right now. Um, another double substitution for Maccabi Haifa in the 77th. On comes Nikita Rukastavia for Francis Pirot, and Ofri Arad replaces Ali Mohamed. Um more Benfica, but in the here it's four to one. So Benfica now know they need two more goals. And for anyone who thinks that Roger Schmidt came in here and and this was the plan all along to, to, to try to score six goals, well, 
the next double substitution would would disprove that. Um, I think as the match went on and as even after this substitution with these hungry players going on the pitch, I'm talking about Diogo Salves replacing David Neres and Enrique Araujo replacing Rafa Silva. Uh, they brought a new energy to the match and it started to look like, hey, maybe we will get, we need two more. And I'm watching this around the 84th, 85th minute and I'm like, I think they can do this. I'm looking at it and, and Maccabi completely gassed out. They've got nothing left, and they're struggling just to see the end. They're, they're dying for the final whistle. But if you can really starting to create chances, really starting to believe, and I'm starting to think if we can get just one more opportunity, if we can put one more in, we can put a lot of pressure on them in the final minutes and maybe steal this at the at the death. Uh, I think I think Maccabi sensing this also. Uh, the manager makes a change here in the 85th minute. As soon Min Achim comes on for Pierre Cornu. And um, Benfica with another chance here in the 86th. With, but nobody with nobody closing him down. It's it's everybody's other favorite guy to, to hate on. Diogo Gonçalves with a low shot from outside the box. That was just pushed against the post by Josh Cohen. This was almost the goal. This is almost the fifth goal. The rebound comes out. It finds its way around, and it's at Ba's feet again. And this time, Ba's sliding it right onto the run of Enrique Araujo. Perfectly timed run. Um, also, I think the tired Maccabi backline got caught flat-footed here. And they, they kept him on side, and he just slides it past Cohen. It's 5-1 in the 88th minute. And at this point, I, I believed we were going to get it. I'm looking at it. I'm like, we're going to do this. We are going to do this. My bigger fear was not that we wouldn't get the sixth. It, it became that PSG were going to take a third late. And, and really, and this was all going to be for, uh, you know, for a disappointing finish. But no, 88th minute, right after the goal, we get a substitution. Antonio Silva's day is done. He gets an early shower. Lucas Verissimo, welcome back to the first team. Like I said um, in a past episode, I watched him play for the B team over the weekend. He was very good, looked great. For a guy who had been away for so long, he played really well against Morenes. Looked ready to go. And he gets a few minutes here. And Alexander Ba with his second assist of the match. It's saying um, another cross into the box. One in the air. This one was on the ground. And we move forward. And here we go. 90th minute. It's Grimaldo looking to score again from a free kick. We get a dangerous free kick after uh, Jomadio is taken down. And Grimaldo decides to go for goal rather than to whip in a cross, but Cohen was ready for it. He catches it. Two minutes later, though, Maccabi thought they were done, and guess who once again? Oh, yeah. It's the guy everybody was hating on. It is, well, two guys that have been hated on all, you know, throughout their, their time here. Not so much lately for João Mario, but it is Chiquinho hooking up with João Mario in the midfield, and... João Mario will get the best goal of the night here, positioned on the edge of the box. Maccabi dead, not even pressing him. They're backing off, giving him time to look up, giving him time to pick out a corner. He beats Josh Cohen to his right, kisses it off, the, just the, the side netting, and it is a 6-1. to one. And the best part is, as he's celebrating, João Mario looks over to the bench and asks 
Is that enough? And I, I forgot to mention in the fifth goal, when they scored, Benfica looked over to the bench and asked if if they needed one more. They said one more. He gets it. He goes, is that good? Is that good? And then Roger tells him, yeah, that's good. And full time would come right thereafter. And there was just seconds left in Turin at that point. Benfica very happy, but but still controlling their celebration for a moment until word arrived that the match was a final in Turin. So in Turin, it was 2-1 to PSG in Haifa, 6-1 to Benfica. The two teams finish a level on all, all measurables. It's four wins, two draws for both of them, 16 goals for seven against for both of them. Benfica, though, with more away goals. Benfica win the group on the seventh tiebreaker. And just like that, Benfica on their way as group winners to the round of 16. Congratulations, and we are all ecstatic. This was a lot of fun. I can't remember ever watching Benfica in a match where it wasn't that we were nervous about winning or losing, but in a match where... We needed goals and we kept getting them. And and it's really fun to be to be sweating it out, looking for a 6-1 win at the end to, to win a group versus just to qualify. It's like this is how the other half lives, I suppose. Uh, let's look at some stats in this one. Um, possession belonged to Benfica, as you would expect, 57% to 43. Expected goals actually belonged. This stat cannot be right. It's saying here Benfica had 1.47 expected goals. Uh, that cannot be right. <laughs> that just cannot be right. But anyway, Benfica um, with 17 total shots to 10. Accurate passes, 537, 89% efficiency for Benfica. And it was just a very, it was a dominant performance. But again, it's it's still showing that real low XG for Benfica. I'll have to double check that. Um, doesn't matter. We scored six. What does it matter what the XG is, right? As Benfica, like we said, win the group. Uh, some of the player ratings as as listed on FOTMOB for Benfica, at least 6.3 for Odie, 8.6 for Ba, 7.1 for, for Antonio Silva, 8.5 for Otamendi, a very good uh, performance for the captain. 9.0 for Grimaldo. He's the man of the match, although I believe Rafa won it for UEFA. He was officially recognized as the man of the match by UEFA. Uh, Florentino Luiz, 8.1. Frederick Auschnitz, 7.2. He only played a half hour. João Mario, 8.3. Rafa, 8.1. Nerej, 7.7. And Gonzalo Ramos, 7.2. A very, very good performance by those guys. And Befica now uh, will await the draw on Monday. And that, that draw takes place at 11 o'clock Portuguese time on in the morning on Monday. So that's uh, going to be 6 a.m. here in the United States. And I'll probably be up and I'll probably be watching, uh, anticipating seeing if we get Liverpool or not. I have the feeling that's where I have a feeling that's what's going to come out of the ping pong machine. Honestly, I have a feeling that's the, the ball that's going to be drawn. And um, so be it. I, I'm not worried. Honestly, I, I know they're a good team, but and uh, I'm not saying that because they're struggling that we're suddenly better than they are or anything like that but right now I don't fear anybody in that second pot uh with this Benfica team the, the games aren't until February of course but 
right now I don't fear anybody. And you can say, yeah, well, the World Cup, but uh, Liverpool, if we draw them, is going to be much more much more uh, hurt by the World Cup. I'm pretty sure they're going to, you know, the, te- the bigger the teams, the more World Cup players they have, the more of a chance they're going to lose some people at that World Cup to injury, or they're going to come back and just be exhausted and not be informed. So uh, lots of time. And I also feel comfortable. I've said this, I think, on the last episode. I feel comfortable that there being this month-long layoff, if unless you include the, the League Cup, but the fact that we have this layoff in this winter break this year, I feel good that we have a German manager who has who's familiar with these, which in German and in Austrian football where he's, you know, worked most of his career, he has, in fact, you know, he's, he's been through plenty of these, these winter breaks. It's like a second preseason. It might even be good. He might even be getting Benfica firing even sh- more sharply. You know, he may be even with the rest and another preseason to really work things and to train versus just play and recover, play and recover. We could be even stronger after the new year uh, under Roger Schmidt if things continue the way they are. Um, but that that sums it up. So we won't know until Monday this weekend. Of course, Benfica traveling to Istriel to face our former manager, our former caretaker manager, Nelson Verissimo. And uh, that's going to be on Sunday, as I said in the last episode. So that's really it for this one. That that We closed the book here on the UEFA Champions League um, group stage. We'll go out with the Champions League anthem tonight. Um, aside from that, not much else to say here. Uh, we'll be back this weekend with more content, of course. Again, go back, check out the women's episode, and I'll be back. They play Sporting Saturday, so perhaps Saturday night. If I've got the energy, I'll have a recap of the women's match from Saturday. And then Sunday, I'll be be I'll watch the Benfica match and probably Monday night be back with another recap of that match for Benfica as uh, we head into the final full week before the World Cup break. All right, this has been episode 150, 150 and counting. Thanks for joining me. As always, I'm the Mr. Mike Agustinu signing off. This is Mr. Benfica, a property of the PTV Media Network. And um, follow the show on the social media, as you know, at PT, at uh, Benfica Mr. on Twitter, excuse me, and at Mr. Benfica on Instagram. Check out the website, www.mrbenfica.com. Any questions, concerns, any uh, points you want to make, any disagreements, agreements, whatever, feel free to drop me a line on, on Twitter. Uh, just d- just slide me a DM on Twitter. Tell me what you think, all right, at Benfica Mr. And um, look forward to hearing from, from you guys, and I hope you uh, enjoyed the episode and um, plenty more coming. So uh, have a great rest of the week, everybody. Cajega Benfica, Forza Benfica, and of course, as I try to finish every episode, hashtag if you love football, you love Benfica. Good night, everybody.